Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. Uh, hopefully, that'll be the end of our technical delays here. We think the uh, intro got a little laggy, but today we have Bobby Walker. Uh, he likes to run around the social as- uh, uh, clubs and <laughs> platforms and talk about all his crazy goings on. He's got the uh, Life of the Entrepreneur YouTube and podcast, uh, and he's starting another business now. So we thought we'd bring Bobby on and uh, have him catch up because he's doing an interesting project. Not only is he starting the new business, but he's working himself out of his other business. Um, and so, you know, I've talked about it before, this journey from tech to exec. And mm-hmm. when I first started chatting with Bobby, he was a tech and he was on his journey to changing that. Uh, which has been really cool to watch over these last couple of years. So, Bobby, how you been, man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy chatting with you. Uh, I hate to bring up a technical question real quick, but Joe, I'm not seeing your <laughs> face on Riverside. If that's not a problem, technically for everyone else, I'm good with it. I just want to make sure you guys are aware of that. So, No, no, my listen. beautiful face is available to all the casting <laughs> okay. community. That's what's important. Yeah, I know I turned matters. it off to, to save to the sure. bandwidth in my house just to make sure if my son's playing Fortnite or something, I'm not gotcha. going <laughs> to. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> no, but, so, but back to your, your question, things are going great. Um, I'm really excited about what uh, what I've got going on. I've, I probably have too many things going on right now, especially seeing that I'm not an integrator. You know, I'm probably more of a visionary kind of guy. And um, and I thought, ah, I can integrate these ideas. And I kind of overloaded myself, but I'm having fun digging myself uh, out of this hole. And, and that, I think that's the key is I'm having fun doing it. And, and, and life's great, man. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wanted to talk about this journey a little bit, getting off the truck, like some of the things that you're doing, some of the things that you know you're going to have to do, some maybe mind shifts that that you've been through towards the last year or so, because I think it's important. Too many people get stuck on the truck yeah. and they're, they're not. And especially if you're in uh, like cleaning, you know, window cleaning, pressure washing, carpet cleaning, your average invoice is 250. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to work your way off the truck there. No. Right? If you're if you're in another business and your average invoice is 700, you know, 7500 bucks, uh, it's a little easier to get yourself off the truck and replace yourself. Yeah. You get a process in place. Mm-hmm. And so I often talk about how some cleaners, you know, the ones that have really broken through in a lot of ways, they've got to be better business owners than some of these other guys who are just victims of their own success um, and, and not really know understanding what it's like to really build a business on the hardships of limited revenue. So how are you doing it, Bobby? Ooh, okay. So the how is probably, you know what, Joe, I think if you have your mindset right, that's actually like 90% of the equation. And then the how is the other 10. Um, and, and I'm not suggesting the how is easy. And frankly, I haven't achieved the how just yet, but the, um, but we're getting there. So, so if I can, instead of saying how we're doing it, because I almost made a video about this today and I started recording it in my car and it just wasn't coming out well. So maybe it'll be better in a discussion. But, you know, the the 
concept I was trying to get through earlier today that I then trashed was we need to get out of the mentality of um, being a washer. Now, everyone watching your show may not know what I mean when I say being a washer, but you know, I'm my first business that I started was a pressure washing and window cleaning company. So all of the pressure washers and all the window cleaners, they call themselves washers. Um, you know, so maybe you're an HVAC or maybe you're a plumber or whatever, but I think the key is not being, not identifying or loving what that deliverable is and starting to love, um, you know, business, you know, maybe we need to go old school and stop saying we're entrepreneurs and start saying we're businessmen and businesswomen, you know, and things like that. But, uh, but for us from day one, you know, when I say us, I'm referring to my 20, almost 22 year old son that started the business with me a little over four years ago. We said right at the beginning, we said we did not start a pressure washing company or a window cleaning company, but we started a sales and a marketing company that just happens to sell and market pressure washing and window cleaning. And the uh, so our goal from day one was not to be the world's best washer, but our goal has been to actually build a business that serves us. And I think, you know, so if you wanted to really sum all that up, go read the book, The E-Myth, but, but that's essentially Mike what, Gerber. Uh, yeah, Good yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Gerber, I think. And, um, and, and then if we pursue the business and pursue this thing, this entrepreneurial journey from someone that doesn't want to be a washer, but, but someone that wants to have freedom of time and money. Well, if you start focusing on freedom of time and money, you stop worrying so much about was that chemical that you use or was that other guy's process that he used with the pressure washer or that this, you kind of stop giving a shit about that stuff uh, to the point. I mean, obviously we got to do a good job on our delivery. Right. You can't have failure to service, but exactly. Yeah. But, but, right. but the focus needs to be on that growth. The focus needs to be on the sales and the marketing at first. And then once the sales and marketing really starts to kick in, then the focus really needs to be on leadership and processes or the buzzword is systems. But whether we want to call them a process, a system, a standard operational procedure, whatever you want to call it, you know, we, we need to start, you know, changing. So uh, so on day one, you have to be a tech, you know, you have to be that that technician out there. But while you are that guy, you know, when you're punching on the clock mentally, we still need to make sure that we're, you know, we want to. Fake it till we make it, if we will, and be the executive before you're the executive. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, you you have six people for you now in, in your cleaning company. And mm -hmm. what are their yeah. roles? So so in the pressure washing company, we got uh, well, myself, which, uh, you know, I operate as the general manager. I mean, you could call it CEO, I guess, but, you know, CEOs are don't deal with some of the nitty gritty that I deal with. But uh, so, you know, I'm the GM, I've got an office manager that, um, well, I'll, I'll get into all of it a little more, but we know basically what office managers do. I have one sales rep, which is actually my son right now. And then I have three technicians. So we run one man trucks in the pressure washing world. So we've got three trucks on the road. Uh, I've got a, a fourth technician that'll be starting here in about a week and a half. And actually, I just put an ad out to uh, hire two more earlier this morning. So we're um, so we're growing in that respect. Uh, and then we'll I'll be recruiting for salespeople here pretty stinking quick as well. But um, so you so have one office roles. manager and one salesperson, and you're able to easily mm -hmm. feed th 
three trucks full time. Yeah, uh, we, we spent a lot of money on marketing. You know, I'm not one of the guys that that pounds his chest <laughs> and brags that you know all don't my spend stuff any money on marketing. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I spend a lot of money on it's marketing. Crazy, you know? and, <laughs> oh, just <laughs> kind of, absolutely. It's, it's like, <laughs> you know, if you get a business, if you start a business and brag that you don't spend any money on marketing, that's like having a baby and bragging that you're you're not buying formula. It's like, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, Michael Kaplan, he's a business partner of mine. He says, food, uh, he goes, uh, money to a business is like food to a baby. If you don't have it, you don't grow. And I think we could replace that with marketing and and probably be the same. And before that one in a million guy out there says, I grew to $10 trillion and never marketed. I'm very happy for you and yep. you're an anomaly. You caught lightning yep. in a bottle, but an the norm, yeah. 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 So for sure. Yeah. So, so we spent a lot of money on marketing. We're, uh, we'll probably last year, I'll probably spend about 20% actually, uh, cause we were in aggressive growth mode. Uh, we're closer to 15% this year, but, uh, as the company is starting to mature, you know, we're in year number five now. And, um, so we're getting a lot more, you know, referrals happen a lot more, you know, things compound, you know, when you get more customers, more clients, more jobs under your belt, we're getting a lot more referrals, a lot more um, uh, people finding us online and a lot more repeat business. So we're not marketing as much and we'll continue to kind of bring the marketing uh, uh, percentage down a little bit over the next few years. We'll never shut it off, but um, you know, we'll probably be at that 15% for another two more years would be my guess. I think one of the yeah, things too good. that really helped you there too. I just saw you guys crossed a big milestone on your five star reviews. Yeah, so that was some that was a thing we focused on on day one. Was um, you know we just again when I say we, I'm referring to my son Caleb. We just said to ourselves, you know, listen, how do we make business decisions or not business decisions? How do we make purchasing decisions? Everyone does the same thing. It's reviews, whether it's on Amazon or Google or what have you. So we, uh, on day one, we looked and like the top rated company in our area had like 30 Google reviews. I think within two and a half months, we, we had more reviews than them, I think. And then, um, and then we really started cranking it up and we just hit actually 601 today. I got my 600th one yesterday. And that makes, that actually helps out a lot in a couple of ways. One, it does, um, get more people to call you because you know that's how people make buying decisions but two uh when you go out and you're standing in front of you know that potential client you you know what's what's the saying all of the all of the money is the is in the intangible intangible the personal and the unique and um everyone can say they have insurance everyone can say that they have you know uh the best customers or there are the best clients or the best employees or whatever but only one person in my market can say, I've got more Google reviews than the next 15 companies combined. And whenever you can go in and say something like that, even if you're more expensive, it, it gives you a lot of, of credibility and authority. So that's, that's a nice one to have. And I'm not looking forward to starting the next business back at zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is what you just did, right? You just started a new endeavor now. Tell Almost, us a little bit about uh, that. Yeah, so it hasn't started just yet, but uh, we just flew to uh, – my oldest son's going to start this one with me as well. Um, we just flew to uh, Denver about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago for some training on how to do this. But we're going to start an epoxy floor coating company. So it's kind of the gold rush right now, I think, in the home service industry. It seems like everybody and their dog is doing it, which is – 
probably why I'm doing it. And um, <laughs> there's a lot of money to be made in it. We're going to start out doing, you know, the small stuff, focusing on um, uh, garage floors and things like that. We may open up into commercial things, but right now the focus is residential. So we drove out for that, got the technical training. Uh, I haven't made one purchase yet for it, but my goal is to have that business launched within 90 days. Um, I don't have a name for it. haven't registered it with the state or anything, <laughs> you know, no EIN numbers or anything, no logos or nothing. But we, um, but we hope to start that here uh, within 90 days. Super excited about that one. And actually my son's going to be running both of those businesses. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to stay on through quarter one of this upcoming year. And I'm actually going to be stepping out of the business and uh, I'm going to take like a 500 or $1,000 a month salary and be essentially a, um, a consultant just to, you know, support, you know, support Caleb as he's getting his legs under him. And I'm going to be focusing on some other things and just be, you know, at investor level at that point in the uh, home service businesses that we have. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So how's the how's the so. podcast and YouTube experience uh, going for you? Uh, well, awesome and not going too far. And <laughs> what I mean by that, I'm very inconsistent on those fronts. So Journey of a New Entrepreneur is what the show is called. So you can find me, podcast, YouTube, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, it was started as a hobby and it is still a hobby, but it's a hobby that actually pays me a little bit of money now, which is cool, but I'm very inconsistent with it. So, you know, one of the keys to success with a podcast or YouTube channel is, you know, having a scheduled delivery date of when your new, uh, new, um, uh, content is going to come out. And sometimes I'll do six videos in a, or, or five podcasts in a week. And then sometimes I'll go a month and a half without doing one. So, uh, so I'm loving it. It's serving me well right now. Uh, but that's one of the things, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, but yeah, actually, like you were talking about going from tech to exec. That's one of the things I'm going to start really, uh, working on once I step out of the businesses. Um, uh, do you want a cool story or I don't know how much time yeah. I have. Is this like a 10 minute podcast or? A oh, no, podcast? no, no, no. We're good. Oh, okay. We're good. Those intros are way more than 10 minutes. Are you kidding? Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> the intros are more than 10 minutes. Um, that's right. the, the, uh, do you, do you happen to know Michael Dalkey, Joe, by chance? Not by name. I mean, I'm bad no, with okay. names, so that's okay. I just didn't know if you know him, or, but uh, Mike, uh, he started out with uh, one home service business. I think he owns five or six of them now, and he's an investor in about twenty five businesses, small businesses like mine, uh, larger uh, HVAC and electrical companies, and things like that. So he's uh, he's an investor, does turnarounds and stuff like that for uh, you know bigger uh, bigger uh, privately owned companies and stuff. And I had went down. Uh, he's the guy that started the mastermind group that I'm in, which I had, I don't remember if it was on air or before we started recording, but I had mentioned that. Uh, I've got about five or six guys in my mastermind group that are all starting these epoxy floor companies. And uh, so Mike started that and uh, Mike is the Mike and his partner, Michael Kaplan are the guys that bought the huge convention and then brought me and a few other guys from a mastermind group. And we invested with him after they had made that purchase. So that's, that's who that guy is. And uh, I went and spent a day with him uh, again about a month ago to work on some stuff for our mastermind group. Our mastermind group is called bookkeeping 
sorry, that's a different group. It's called business bourbon and bullshit <laughs> and uh, serious <laughs> business, optional bourbon, bullshit, mandatory. You know, that's kind of our, our slogan there. And um, we, uh, I was spending the day with him working on the new stuff we're going to do in the mastermind group. And he, we got done with that. And he goes, Bobby, I got a question for you. And I said, sure. And he goes, why I'm going to use edited language here because I'm not sure your rules here, but he goes, why the F are you starting another home service company? And I said, well, I mean, you know, it is an opportunity to make some money. I think I've got some talent in it. You know, I enjoy it. Uh, it gives my my children and everyone an opportunity to be involved and have some ownership and blah, you know, just throw out all these reasons. And he goes, that's great. He goes, that's awesome stuff. And and he goes, and listen, he goes, I'll invest. You know, if you want me to invest, I'll invest in it. You're the right guy. It's the right service. You're in the right market. But let me ask you another question. I said, okay. And he goes, why the F are you starting another home service business? And I looked at him kind of like with, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I just told you. And he goes, Bobby, he goes, you've got the goods. You can do it. It's just, but why? He goes, it's not your passion. You know, it's not your thing. And, you know, he pinned me down. He goes, if a bomb dropped and destroyed your businesses that you have and you weren't allowed to start another service business, you know, what would you do if you just needed to go make like 50K to pay rent and buy some food? And I said, I want to be a public speaker. And he goes, well, why are we not doing that? And I said, I don't know, because I'm a scared bitch. And he goes, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm going to press you and say that, that, you know, you need to have that. Uh, that process moving forward within, I think he said six weeks. He goes, I'm like, he's younger than me. And I'm like, you're not my dad, but I, but he was <laughs> right, you know? And so with the podcast and all this stuff, you know, I'm in the process of hiring a coach uh, for things like that, because I love speaking. I, I, you know, I, I get energy from, you know, being in front of people and, and getting reactions. And I love the spotlight and things like that. And I'm thinking, man, if I love all that stuff, I think I have some good information to, to deliver and I'm going to continue to develop myself. Um, I think Mike's right. So that'll be a big portion of what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to focus on the huge convention. I'm going to focus on our mastermind group, uh, you know, business bourbon and BS. Uh, and then I'm going to be focusing on doing some of my own events as well as speaking at other events. And, and I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't have an aspiration to be the next Tony Robbins, but um, I'll tell you what I do want to be is a guy that helps people change their lives through starting their own businesses or pursuing the things that they want. So I'm, I'm, I'm very scared of those things. I'm even nervous to say it on this show because it's out now it's out there for <laughs> no the one universe. Listens to show. Yeah, no, no, fail, no one listens you know? to this show. <laughs> hey, my mom and brother. No, I'm totally kidding. That's right. Yep. <laughs> I make the employees watch it, right? That's where 30 <laughs> views come from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, one thing I'll say, I mean, um, you have no reason to be afraid. I mean, when I grew, when I was growing up, I had a massive stutter. And so I was always super, super, super just nervous doing any sort of public speaking, you know, even just standing up in front of the class, you know, valedictorian speech, whatever it was, I would have like, you know, nervous sweats and whatnot. But I wanted to do more of that. And it's a big reason why I pushed when I first started here at Service Monster was to be on the show was to, it's something I've always wanted to do because it's exactly like you, like you want to help people and so forth. And I've seen that come across in your videos and like you're very, very down to earth. Um, you're very relatable. Um, and I think everything that you've said, I mean, people r relate to that. It's why you, you kind of exploded on your channel the way that you did, even if you are inconsistent. So I don't think yeah. you have any reason to be nervous. So. No, I appreciate that. Well, 
I I think you're right, but for some reason my brain's not listening to you, and I'm still nervous. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> well, it's hard, but, you know. How how do you make you know fifty, eighty, hundred, hundred and twenty grand a year? Mm-hmm. You know, doing speaking gigs. Yeah, right. Which would I don't be know. the I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. So I want to figure, the, and I want to make a lot more than that. It was the goal is of course uh, in the first twelve months. That's what that that's what I want to try to achieve. Is I want to try to make. Uh, I think I can't remember. If we said fifty or sixty now, so it's a solid goal, right? But right. Uh, uh, I've got it written down in my book. But the the plan is in the first twelve months that I can do that, and we'll see if I can. You know, I'm going to try. Yeah, good. Good luck, man. There's still this little thing. I know you've been traveling all over the place like there ain't no mm-hmm. pandemic or nothing. <laughs> we're, we're not out of the woods yet, but I do see yeah. you traveling. What what have you been to? Is life starting to come back? What you yeah. you 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 you're out there in the early forefront. So what's it like out there? Well, everywhere I've been, I mean, minus masks, uh life seems pretty normal. You know, if you if you took masks out of the equation and and empty movie theaters, at least where I'm living, I'm not seeing much of a difference. In the few places I've been, uh, it kind of looks normal. You know, I most of my travel, uh, I've been up to Minnesota, which that one was actually still kind of shut down a little bit at, back in January. Uh, but I've been to Nashville a couple times this year, uh, maybe three times actually, and uh, just got back from Denver. And then, of course, you know, living here in Orlando, it it doesn't seem that different. Or maybe I'm just used to it. Maybe I'm the frog in the pot that. The water's just been turned up one degree at a time, maybe. I don't know, but... But has uh, attendance to the shows been... A, I mean, it's got to be, you know, down. Yeah, well, now, I haven't been traveling for, like, conventions and stuff. Uh, okay. The, my, the travel I've done in Nashville has been for the our mastermind group. At, you know, so we have good attendance with that, but we but it's a small, intimate group, you know, so we have about right, right. Uh, 30 to 35 people anytime, you know, we do one of those. And then like the stuff down in Den- or up in Denver was, uh, you know, there was about eight or nine of us for uh, training. So but when we're in the towns and the cities like Nashville, you go down to Broadway down there on Nashville where all the music and bars and everything are. It's happening. It's just rocking yeah. and rolling and and doing its thing. And, and frankly, I, I like it that way. I'm, I'm not. uh I'm well, I'm not going to get political because I'm not political on this topic any at all. But uh, one way or the other, um, people aren't a lot of people don't seem too concerned with the, the COVID thing, whether that's good or bad, and at least where I'm going. And um, I don't know. I'm enjoying life. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I, when is the uh, so you, you have an inside track in the huge convention. When is that? Yeah, so the huge convention is August nineteenth and twentieth in Atlanta, Georgia. The um, the day before on the eighteenth, there's some uh, additional stuff, but that's like a separate ticket. You know, so the huge convention is the nineteenth and twentieth. Uh, you can get your tickets to go to that. Once you get your ticket, all the classes and speakers and everything are included. Uh, and then there's like some groups, like uh, you got like a Ray Burke with uh, Spraywash Academy, and you got. Uh, I think Michael Hinderleiter uh, has locked his thing in with powerwash.com. I'm doing some training the day before. Uh, I think, not sure. Uh, Mike, we've been talking with Michael Draper. I don't know if he's signed the deal yet, but I think Draper may be doing a class the day before as well. 
on training and stuff like that. So, uh, but it's going to be good. And for anyone that doesn't know what the convention is, I'll, I, I'll tell you in 30 seconds or less, but uh, it's essentially, it's the largest industry event that we have in our industry, pressure washing and window cleaning. Uh, we have the biggest trade show uh, in the industry where you can go look at all the toys and machines and all that stuff. But that's where the technical talk stops. All of the speakers and all of the classes, two days full of classes and teaching and everything, it's all geared towards business development. So it's going to be stuff, whether it's leadership, marketing, sales, um, developing your team, how to how to develop you know training systems, things like that. All of those types of topics are the things that uh, you can learn. So I think you're going to get the opportunity to go to one, two, three, four. I think you get the opportunity to go to five or maybe six breakout sessions as well as three awesome speakers from the stage so on on day one so it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun and if you're interested you go to thehugeconvention.com and check it out nice and response to con uh i do have an inside track on that seeing that my wife who is in there is the event planner for response con and kirk kempton is one of my best friends however I couldn't even tell you what the date is. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I It'll be January or February, but I'm not sure. But that's a great, you know, ResponseCon is great for pretty much any person that has any sort of business that deals with sales, really. Um, it's uh, ResponseCon is a three-day event all geared towards uh, sales. Uh, well, maybe some marketing too, but uh, you don't have to be like a responsive user. To, it's a It's a sales conference by responsibility so uh it's right. it's it's probably a, a level two kind of conference you know like it would be great for someone that was just starting their business to go or that hasn't started yet to go but it's essential for someone that's already got a business to kind of get to that next level on the sales and marketing side of things it's right. and the, it'll be in arizona sometime in january or february yeah this last year's one had to be sort of postponed right like that yeah they just had they just yeah. nixed it because yeah. one thing with response con so kurt if you guys don't know kurt kempton uh he's super cool guy he's become one of my best friends uh, and when i say one of i've got about i don't know i'd have to count them four maybe five guys in my closest inner circle and kurt's one of them and uh uh but I was his customer first, and then I got to know him from from being his customer. But when he built or when he created ResponseCon, his whole thing was he wanted it to be like social. So that's an event where the meals are together and stuff, you know, breakfast and lunch and all those things. And um, whenever the COVID thing prevented him from doing it uh, in person, he was like, remote's not even an option for him because it doesn't line up with his core values on what that event should be. Yeah, so, I remember. Unfortunately, I had to nix it. Yeah, I wasn't at the previous one, but I remember I was following it. I mean, a lot of stuff was live. I watched uh, some of the speeches mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I got all over the forums, tons of positive feedback for it. So yeah, yeah, totally. it, it was Kurt. Kurt did Kurt knocked it out of the park. The last, you know that the, that one you're talking about was technically his second one, but it, it was in my mind. The first one was like beta, and then that was <laughs> one point oh. Yeah, the one <laughs> one that was in Arizona. It was legit. So. Test versus production. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Well, Bobby, any parting words before we uh, say adieu? Well, you know, uh, gosh, first off, if you're still listening, um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to me this long. Whoever you are out there. Thanks, mom. Um, you know, Joe, I think the, 
the thing I'm most passionate about is uh, I've got to sign off every time when I end my podcast. And I say, if you're not doing the things that you want in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. And I think that probably makes sense to everyone. But if I could just take a second and and explain what I mean is, you know, if you're if you haven't if you're not operating your own business right now and you want to, you better have a damn good reason for it. But maybe that good reason is maybe you have a loved one that has a health issue and you have insurance. And if you moved and you couldn't carry it over, that's a good reason. You know, it's probably, it's a temporary reason because we're going to get through that, but that's a good reason right now. If you're a business owner and you want to be off of the truck, but you haven't put people in place yet, it's okay. You have a damn good reason that you're not off of the truck today. But if you're not pursuing that, there's no good reason, right? So I think the thing that um, I really like to, if you know, preach, if you will, to people is um, don't be a bitch. You know, don't be someone that doesn't pursue your goals because of fear, or don't blame someone else because you can't achieve your goals. That's that's what I call a bitch. Uh, and and then make sure you're working towards what you have. Be purposeful, and if you want that thing. It's okay if you don't have it today, but you need to be planning and making sure that the ship is pointed in that direction. So that'd be my my best advice. I know that wasn't warm, fuzzy, and exciting and Tony Robbins-esque the way I presented it, but I think Tony would approve of, of said message, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it touches on my, um, my incrementalism mm-hmm. philosophy I'm trying to codify. So, you know, a, just moving forward one one piece at a time, but with a destination that you reassess and you just march to. And eventually yeah. you, you find yourself a lot further than where you started. You know what? I, what yeah, be. Joe, I got a good analogy for your what, what, what's this called again? What did you call it? Uh, incrementalism. Incrementalism. Yeah. Well, I know you're I got your symbol for your uh, for your incrementalism philosophy, you know, that you're building here is it's a raptor. Like, you know, the dinosaur, because one of the analogies I always love using when talking about this exact thing is be like the raptors from Jurassic Park. They they were stuck inside this electric fence. Now, we didn't see this in the film, but they said it. They talked about it and they said the the raptors were uh, they kept attacking the electrical fence. And they said, why would they do that? He says, because they're trying to find a weakness. And, you know, so here's this raptor and he's you know, steps back 20 yards from the fence, puts his head down, runs forward, hits the fence, gets shocked to all to hell, you know, backs up. So what's he do? He backs up 20 yards and he just moves about a half of a degree. And then he starts running forward again. And he just systematically keeps doing that until he finds that weak spot and he pushes through and gets to the other side. And, uh, and he's not sitting there posting on Facebook saying, you just can't get ahead in life because I'm in my part of the country, fences are too strong. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's not saying that. He's just saying I'm going to keep going until I get there. So I love it. Unfortunately, you put a raptor in thirty years, thirty million years of evolution, and you end up with a chicken. Well, I mean, <laughs> so all I want to say to that, Bobby, is first off, you moved way up my favorite person's list because Jurassic Park's probably my favorite movie of all time. It's like it's love amazing. It. Like the, the novel's really good. It changed too. my life. life but we'll find a way. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was I was about to just start quoting stuff while you were talking about that. Um, 
but yeah, no, the, the incrementalism thing is something we, we practice here a lot. Um, I've been on kind of a weight loss journey of myself pretty much for the last 10 years up, down, whatever. And every time, Same. you know, you, you get to a certain point and you like, especially if you, if you relapse and you regain or whatever, and you get really hard on yourself. And like you said, like it all comes up here, you know, if you're down on yourself, you know, the fear, whatever it might be. But if you look behind you, you know, your starting point is so much further than what it was, you know, a few years back, as long as you continue yep. taking those small steps. And sometimes you want to take the larger steps. Maybe there's a reason why you can't and so forth, but. Um, yeah. Well, that focus, there's a great uh, term uh, saying on that. It's Dan was it a strategic coach. I, I, I'm drawing a blank right now on his name, but uh, he always preaches focus on the gain versus the gap or the gain versus the gap, you know, uh, which is that thing. Cause if we keep looking at that gap, we, we get discouraged and we'll probably never get there. But if we just turn around and look at how far away we are from, from the uh, starting line, Oh my God, I've made a lot more progress. And I realize, and, and then you get that, that wind in yourselves. And I'm not trying to keep this thing going for you guys. I know you were asking for closing, oh, no, closing but, arguments there, Joe, but. Oh no, no, no. We're really lax, man. Honestly, I'm like, sure everybody's tuned out by now. Well, I mean, I, I have a fun thing I wanted to do anyways, before we called it a day. And I felt bad because we we're like all this, you know, f- philosophical going, but um, I feel like it's the first time we've had three beards um, so since Michael's Ooh. gone. I feel like oh. I feel like we got to vote for best beard of the group. Oh, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I'll vote for I'll vote for both of you. I know it ain't me. <laughs> so if you guys want to throw one it. for Joe, two for Bobby, three for Adam, you know, any of yeah. the yeah. listeners out there, <laughs> vote three. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it, man. Joe, are you going to be at any events coming up? Are you going to be at the huge or uh, uh, not this anything year? Or, no, not this year. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, you know, we're we're killing it on lead acquisition, which is mm-hmm. why we go to those shows, right? And yep. we have not yet had to kind of talk to employees about putting travel back on the agenda. Everybody's mm-hmm. kind of comfortable um, working from home now and, and productivity is great and, you know, attitudes are great. So, you know, it's been a really big benefit for us. Um we're probably going to need to start getting back out there next year. I'm thinking, yeah. um, but you know, we'll see when everybody's fully vaccinated, what the numbers look like and, you know, and whether or not I can go will depend on where my little one's at. Right. He's going to need yeah. open heart surgery eventually. And, you know, I, I can't have anything messing with that. So understood. Yep. Yep. So anyway, uh, yeah, not this year. Service monster will be uh, not physically present uh, in 2021. But we'll probably be back out in, in 2022, uh, depending on what my sales manager wants to do. So, Well, I'm looking forward to that. I don't uh, – maybe I've got a bad memory, but I can't remember, Joe, if you and I have ever met in person. I don't think we've got to hang out or have a drink or anything like that. So uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. But Yeah, no, we've never hung out, but I, maybe we've shake, shaken hands at a few conferences. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we need, we need to hang out sometime. I For think sure. you and I could have some fun conversations. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I think well, Bobby, I would have Thank you fun. so much. Yeah. <laughs> as would I, as would I, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, sharing your update and all the fun things that you got going on. Uh, thank you so much for your attention and until next time, be safe.